What is up, friends? Welcome to another episode of Maybe You're Like Me. I hope you're doing great today. I'm I'm doing great. It's so good that you're here. Uh, today we're talking to a country music legend. Her name is Kaylee Bishop. You may have seen her on TV shows like The Voice, or maybe you found her music. We talk about so much fun stuff. It's a really fun episode. We talk about following your dreams. We talk way too much about Bob Seger. Actually, you know what? You can never talk about Bob Seger too much. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Kaylee Bishop. Welcome to Maybe You're Like Me. Kaylee, hey, what's up? Welcome to Maybe You're Like Me. How are you doing today, friend? Pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, man, it's so nice to meet you officially. Uh, I've been following you on the Internet for a little bit, and it's fun to finally get this a little bit of FaceTime, even though it's through the internet. It's nice to meet you. Uh, what's new? How's your day been? Well, it's not been my typical day. Um, I've had oh, to, yeah. yes, I had to help my boyfriend. Um, he had a doctor's appointment today. And so I just, he needed a, a plus one for everything. And so, uh, I've been kind of doing that and running little odd errands and everything, shipping out little treats to people. <laughs> I try and like do this thing where, if I don't bring a gift with me, anyone that's hosting me or, in, or booking me on an event, I try and bring them a little thank you gift. And uh, oh, I needed to ship one of those you. out. So yeah, that's my day today. <laughs> I think it's sweet. And I'm going to invite you over to my next house party. So I can't wait to <laughs> see if uh, you bring a little bag of candy or something. That sounds fun to me. So Come just on. take it, leave it. All right. So Kaylee, uh, if there's people out there that might be living under a rock, uh, who is Kaylee Bishop? Like give us the, the elevator pitch. Who are you? Well, um, I live in Nashville, Tennessee and I'm a musician. I write songs, play songs, record songs, and I go all over Nashville and the rest of the country doing this. I've been doing music full time since 2018 exclusively, and it is quite the ride. But yeah. it's super rewarding and fun. And um, but also it's very challenging. It's like the yeah. worst and the best job ever. Yeah, I, absolutely. Any creative work, there's uh, a lot of uh, big thoughts and feelings that goes into all of it. And it's just it's a, a, a fun and tough life. So good on you. So like, OK, I, this isn't an, an area we normally go into. But what was it that got you into music in the first place? Has it just always been something that you've loved or uh, I like hearing artists stories about how they got to where they are? So what what was it about music that that really sucked you in? Yeah, I honestly like I really just can't remember a time when I didn't know that I was going to be singing for the rest of my life. And that dates back to when I was a toddler. Like my earliest memories, I was I was singing and I just knew that I would always do it. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Hey puppy. Sorry, I got right. I have a friend, I have a friend here who it's going to be a little <laughs> loud at times, apparently. So there you go. Well, apparently they knew from an early age they wanted to sing too. So, <laughs> Johnny. all right. So, oh, it's okay. All right. So, this podcast is called Maybe You're Like Me. And so, uh, it's all about how we've got people that we see on the internet or on TV or anywhere, and we think their life is perfect because everybody's just putting out their highlight reel. And so, ah. you probably do it, I do it. And it's just, kind of who we are as people. But uh, if we're the whole podcast is about getting past that. But if we're going to get past it, let's just start with it. So who is the internet Kaylee Bishop? Who are we seeing on Instagram and TikTok and all that jazz? 
I, as long, I don't know. Are we actually seeing me? I feel like I'm terrible at posting and doing the social media game. It's constantly a hassle for me to like get in the, get in the current of social media and recognize it as the free marketing tool that it is. Um, and not be a butthole about it because sometimes <laughs> I'm just like, no, can I please just play my guitar in my room and then get better and then play on stage and not have to do any of that work. But that's not the day and age that we're in. And, you know, you asked me that, but I'm still trying to figure that out myself. Like, who am I on social media? And the thing that I keep going back to is authenticity. Um, I think it's definitely easy to just throw up our highlight reel, but I don't want to be the Debbie Downer talking about their personal life on there either <laughs> all yeah. the time because that's just annoying. <laughs> We've all got um, that one friend. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't want that. Uh, but I do want to be authentic about what I'm working through and, and also what inspires me. And so, yeah, yeah. You're in a unique job that you can not only, if you wanted to put that on social media, you could, but also you can write it into what you're singing and what you're doing. And so you, you have a unique position where you can kind of let out some, some of your feelings and frustrations via song if you wanted to, too. So you don't have to put it all on the internet. That's true. And I've definitely <laughs> put a couple of those songs on there. And, you know, I let people read between the lines. And it was funny. I, I ran into somebody in Nashville last week and they're like, are you still dating that guy? And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, you know, everything about me through social media. I'm like, wow, you know too much about my life because I'm not even that vocal <laughs> about my relationship <laughs> on Instagram. But alas, there are people, if they want to know something, they'll figure it out. They'll they'll dig and all of that. But, um, I don't know. I try and keep some things private. I don't know, make it more about the music, I guess. Yeah. Well now everybody on this podcast knows that you took your boyfriend <laughs> to the uh, doctor today. So, or to an appointment. So <laughs> <laughs> the sure sleuths are going to be out in droves. Be careful. Oh goodness. Is there anyway. anything else you'd like to announce right now that we can uh, just share with the internet? Um, uh, Friday, I'm releasing a new song. What? So, That's incredible. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, <laughs> I have not be. done enough promotion for it. So, but it's one of those songs that I've been playing in Nashville for years now. Weird to mm -hmm. say that, but, um, and I feel like for a long time, it was kind of synonymous with me. Like if you heard my name, you would kind of equate it to the song Blue Eyed Baby. And uh, I'm just glad that I can finally be putting it out and, you know doing the hustle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited for you and I'm excited to hear blue eyed baby. I'm not a Nashville local, so I don't get that experience. And thanks for sharing it with the rest of the world. That's very kind of you. Uh, the rest yeah. of us have been waiting for you for a few years. How dare you? So I know they're like, finally. Yep. So, okay. On the podcast, we do things in a couple of rounds. And so I call the first round, the first date round, because okay. you've been on a first date. I've been on a first date and like, if you've ever been on a first date and it's like, just like the worst questions, like what's your favorite color or do you like dogs? And it's those, those aren't questions that are really helpful. So I figured out the best things to ask on a first date or some kind of leading questions that you get to know a person a little bit better, a little bit deeper. And like, so do you uh, want children kind of thing? You know, I, it's normally a great <laughs> place to start. Um, God bless your boyfriend. Um, because, um, yeah, you don't want to skip straight into trauma. Like, tell me about your dad. No, anything like that. 
not always, not always. Um, maybe if you really like the person. So, <laughs> all right. So you're a musician, you do some touring, uh, you're probably in a van or a bus or an airplane, uh, a lot. What is your board activity? Like, uh, I just recently was on, uh, some airplanes for, it was like 30 hours of travel. It was ridiculous and no fun, but what is your, like, I'm bored. I've got an iPhone or a phone and, uh, what, where does, what do you do when you're bored? Gosh, do I get bored? Um, (laughs) (laughs) that should have been the first question. Do you ever get bored? Yeah, because there's. It's more so forcing myself to tune everything out, allowing myself to tune all of my to-do list out, which is easier said than done. But every time I fly, which is pretty often, I'm always like, well, how can I capitalize on this? If it's an early flight, you know, I'm sleeping. Ain't no way about it. I'm (laughs) sleeping on that thing. Good on you. Um, And I also just like, I'm very um, faith oriented. And so I also recognize that um, even though... I do this to be on stage to share a message and to interact and get to know people and share my story. And hopefully it'll lead to other people's breakthrough, you know, my own revelation. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also recognize that my travel to and from whoever I'm encountering um, is sometimes God ordained, God ordained. And um, that's happened a few times where I've gotten positioned on a flight and it's like, I've had people pour their guts out to me. And I think it's just like a God thing. Um, And it's not like I'm asking for it. Like they sit down and all of a sudden they're talking and I'm like, okay, that's this kind of flight. Mm -hmm. And I listen and we talk. And so I had one of those recently. Um, And I also love to read. And I recently started a book and finished it pretty quick. Um, And it was, if you're familiar with Leslie Fram, she actually runs the women of next women of country music for CMT. And I um, went to that show. I went to one of her shows at City Winery in Nashville last week and met her husband and we were talking and he ended up mailing me a book that he had just written. And it's all about like sex, drugs and rock and roll and then how he came to faith. And it was such a good read. I could not put it down. I think I read it in like five hours. I was just like, like, it was so good. And so um, that's the latest experience on the plane. There you go. Is the, uh, the book out to the public? Like you can pick it up. Yes. And gosh, I should know (laughs) the title, but I've, I went, I went like past the title right into the pages. Um, but his name is Lanny West and, um, he, he just got this book published and it's like father, son, something, gosh, I'm terrible. I terrible. (laughs) How about this? How about uh, afterwards you message me the title and we'll put it in the show notes. Sound good? There we go. Because it's so good, y'all. It like I was crying in the intro and then I cried throughout the book. I just it was so good. (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of crying through things, um, music can really hit you in the feels, hit you in the emotions. Um, What's a song or some songs that get you like right in the feels like you just you absolutely it just wrecks you. We'll go, we'll go positive in a second too, but like, what's a song that just wrecks you? Oh, golly. That's <laughs> oh, so hard. Um, if you're not watching on YouTube, she's having an existential crisis right now. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty good at processing my emotions through music. Um, 
there, you know, I wrote a song called hold on honey and I go through waves of it feeling like I'm, I can sing through it or not. Um, there's a couple songs that I've written for others too, that are tear jerkers. Like, um, there's mm-hmm. one that I wrote called if I was Jesus and, um, and it's about basically like if I was Jesus, this is how I would treat you walking through the gates. Um, talking about someone who's passed on, like I'd, I'd literally get the angels to polish their halos and throw you a parade. And I'd have like a welcome sign on every cloud in the sky. And like, and then I want to, I want to talk to you for hours and then use my superpowers to hear it all again. Like if I was Jesus, I'd want you home too. And Uh so, um, I, I played that one recently and it just, because I had someone in mind that had just lost a mother, like I was like, Oh shoot, I'm going to get emotional. Um, and so it, it kind of, there's so many variables that go into it. And it's not only my songs that make me cry. Like it's cause I cry as I write them. And then mm-hmm. sometimes it just hit me in the gut cause I'm singing them regularly, you know? Yeah. Um, but there are some anthems out there like that just get me like a rock by Bob Steger. That's gotten okay. me several times. <laughs> oddly and also when you drive a chevy truck you just you're like oh no bob i'm telling you no? okay wasn't yeah i think no, like a rock no. was those old chevy commercials yeah that's a bad joke don't laugh at it no no, no it's don't. not because that's how i first knew, learned the song i sat there indian style in front of the tv as a kid oh yeah like man there's something about that song even as a kid i could tell the horsepower no pun intended behind that commercial <laughs> Oh man. Um, all right. So Bob Seeger does it for you. All right. So that's like, those are emotions hits you in the feels. Uh, what are like some pump up jams, whether you've written them or others, uh, it's dance music. Well, like what is like, all right, I'm ready to go climb a mountain, like some pump up jams. Honestly, I was listening to finesse by Bruno Mars for a hot minute in the gym. When it first came out, that was a big one. Yeah. Sometimes I still go back to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible. Bruno Mars, yeah, definitely gets me hot. Um, gosh, what else do I listen to that gets me excited? There, I don't know. I just, there's so many. Is there anything? That's not a good so, answer. That, that's fine. Is there anything like, so you are, you're a country music artist. Is there any music that you listen to that you think would surprise people that you're just like, it's so out of pocket for like your brand and for who you are? Like, I didn't know if I was going to hear finesse today. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll just stick with probably for now. I mean, what was that whole record that he put out with um, the drummer? Wow. I'm terrible at pop culture. He put, he 24 put Karat out, magic. No, I don't think that was it. It was just like a six song situation or five song situation. Bruno put it out with a uh, frick, the guy that raps and plays drums. Dang it. I can't believe I'm forgetting. It's like Silk, Silk Sonic. You know what I'm talking there about? There you go. Uh-huh. No? Okay. It's so no, good. No, you can't go wrong with Bruno Mars. He's great. Um, I also occasionally listen to musical theater. And it came on my, um, it came on my Apple Music because I've got some stuff like stored on my phone like that I purchased mm-hmm. years ago that I had to learn. But I have a musical theater degree. And so I was listening to a musical theater song I can't remember. I think it was from a funny girl yesterday and I was just listening to the delivery. And I think for me, there's so much nostalgia rolled into listening to musical theater because I studied it for four years, like once upon a time ago. And um, just the integrity that goes into developing a sound. I mean, 
if if half of Nashville, maybe even like 75% of Nashville decided to get in front of a Broadway casting panel, mm-hmm. they would be crucified. Because <laughs> I mean, we've got we've got people in Nashville that never had a voice lesson that never mm-hmm. had proper performance training whatsoever. They just get up there and, like, rawr, 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 and it's like, there's no <laughs> technique or integrity. And I'm like, and I feel like that's something that actually sets me apart in town because I have, I had four years of like training in classical, like classical training with a teacher. And it yeah. really informs my sustainability of my voice on stage and how I'm able to hit notes and how I'm able to have control vocal control and stamina and people are always like how do you sing like that i'm like well i freaking trained so yeah. i don't know what to tell you <laughs> i so i was a music minor in college a million years ago and uh is always funding me backstage before church or before anything musical just hearing vocalists to warm up i i would do you do like the full vocal warm-ups the the whole gamut of all that stuff I try and do at least a little bit of warming up before every show. Like if I haven't been speaking all day or using my voice all day, like I definitely got to do something or else I won't have the fullness of my ability. And I know when I haven't, I know what I don't. And, uh, and so I try to, but I think with the frequency of shows that I have to, sometimes I do get lazy and I need to be better. Gotta be better, but it's never like the full warm up that I probably used to do. The yeah, those full warmups though, or any version, any part of a warmup, just sounds like the most idiotic thing. And I don't know who invented them, and I know they work, but they just always sound so ridiculous. The <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. I don't do it. But, but <laughs> that there's a lip troll. It's but it's actually hard to sustain that. Like. Mm-hmm. If you've, if you're not used to doing lip trills, which is what that is, like people are like, they blow out, they can't, they can't actually sustain the whole scale. But Mm -hmm. um, what that does is it gets you on your breath and it starts opening up your resonators and it's good. I always start with some lip trills. I didn't know I had resonators. So this is uh, great for me. So this is fantastic. (laughs) So I learned something about myself today. So things we've learned today is that I've got a resonator and uh, that, that, uh, like a rock is a, uh, a real emotional hit. So. Yeah, man, for me, at least, you know, like, yeah, I was listening to the lyrics recently and I was like, man, this is, this is me before life wrecked me. And it's also mm-hmm. where I want to get back to. I think it's me now. And it's also me before life wrecked me. Mm-hmm. And so just, um, I don't know. I don't know what Bob Seger was thinking when he wrote those lines. Cause it's also not about, it's like, I was 18, didn't have a care working for peanuts, not a dime to spare. Like, but I was lean and solid everywhere. I was never lean and solid. Like, let's be real. Like, <laughs> but, but you don't I've take been them solid, literally. but not lean ever. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Oh, moving on. Okay. So that was the first date round. Um, thank goodness we didn't talk about if you want kids. Um, let's not get into that quite yet. I've got two. They're great. Um, would recommend. Um, but that's just, and that's an awkward thing to bring up on the first date too. I've got, I've got kids, but this next round is the slow round. Um, and it's where we get past, uh, Bob Seeger and we get more to the heart of who you are. And so these are just a little bit like a few layers deep on you. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, you've been, uh, 
music and touring and you've been living your whole life. What's something you regret not starting five years ago? And have you started doing it since then? And are you, uh, you working on those things in your life? What's something you regret not starting five years ago? I don't know, like social media stuff, probably. Um, gosh, that's a hard question because five years ago, I was a very different person. And, um, I was actually thinking about the years that I wasted. Was it today or yesterday? I was just thinking about, man, like, who was I even then? <laughs> yeah. And, um, but I remember like someone said to me coming out of my marriage, coming out of my divorce, they're like, you know, God's going to redeem the years the locusts have eaten. Mm. And I was like, that feels amazing that like, can I please just believe that? Because I feel like all I did was waste time and, um, doing things. I don't know. But the thing is, is like, God has redeemed so much time in my life. And if you let him do it. So now I try to not get caught up in the time I wasted. And mm-hmm. I really see it as like, even if it was six months of doing nothing, it's like that six months still taught you something and you can use it. And maybe it's like going to turn into six days of rapid fire energy. Um, I don't, I think just being curious to progress and being curious to things that hold you back. I'm very quick to, I'm very quick to like figure out what is holding me back and then do something about it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it takes coachability. So I, I think like I was always, I was, I've always been coachable. I just didn't have the right help and, and the right people came to me and all of a sudden I'm a different person, but, um, being coachable has been the best and the best thing that I could have ever been. Yeah. There's a lot of people that in the middle of a struggle, you don't want to look out to anybody else for anything. You just want to kind of curl up and just, isolate and push everybody away. But it seems like you've taken those opportunities when it'd be easy to push people away and you invited trusted voices in to your life so that you can continue to grow and grow beyond that situation. Does that feel right to you? Yeah. And I mean, I've definitely shut people out, but most of the time it's because they're very toxic. And, and, yeah. and I learned better. I'm like, the, the, this person has no room to have any influence in my life. Like their, their access to my life is at a 10, but their responsibility for who they are to me is at like a three. That's, yeah. that's not like though they need to go. Yeah. Sometimes so. it seems like the uh, loudest voices in your life are the people that are in the cheap sheet, uh, the cheap seats and they're yelling the loudest and they've got the biggest opinions and they've got the most things to say when in all actuality, they're the furthest away from you and they don't want what's best for you. They just want the show. And so, yeah. And they can be the same person in one in different seasons. I had a friend who, you know, we were able to have a lot of emotional intimacy, but, and, you know, share our troubles, share our struggles, share our victories, all of that. And then there came a time where it wasn't safe for me to talk about things I wanted to work on because see, she then wanted to start putting her solutions on my problems, which were two different people. And the things that I was feeling convicted to do, she was like, no, I disagree. I'm like, okay, well, I know that this is a holy conviction that I need to carry out. And you're a different person. You've got different problems. We're the opposite in that way. And so 
I had to remove her from a sphere of influence of like, okay, like I can't bring up these things anymore because you're not meeting me. You're like, you're only looking at my stuff through the lens of your trauma. And that's just not helpful to me anymore. But you know, she, she could also be a great person later on. It's just, sometimes things are just seasonal too. Absolutely. Yeah. Figuring out who and why you trust somebody uh, and they're allowing their voice in your life can be a tough thing. Like we've all gone through those situations and I don't have it all figured out. I, I hope you do. Uh, if you do, please write a book or a song and tell us all how it works. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a never, it's an, a never ending journey, you know, Absolutely. You ha- like I heard someone said this to me and I think Blake Griffin originated this quote, that basketball player who played for the Clippers for a long time. He said, you have to fall in love with the process. Hmm. And I really just like ruminated on that for a second. Like, what does that look like to fall in love with the process? Because I can't fall in love with the goal yeah. of where I want to be because I always will have more goals. I will mm-hmm. meet one and then I'll have another goal. So how yeah. do I fall in love with the process of today? Yeah. And um, that's, it's actually really challenging and being at peace with not being where you want to be. Yeah, absolutely. That I think about that a lot with this podcast and the original goal with all this was I wanted to write a book called Maybe You're Like Me. And they say that if you want to write a book that uh, you need people that want to read your book. And so I was like, maybe I can reach some people by starting a podcast. And this isn't yeah, where I, I thought I'd start things out at. But in the process, it's led to so many cool interactions. Like I never would have met you sans this. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so uh, again, enjoying the process. I, at, when I started, I was thinking absolutely Bono and Oprah and the smartless guys are going to want to be on my podcast and they're going to want to be my best friend. And I've got this whole thing figured out immediately, but in the all actuality, none of those people know my name still, but in the meantime, I've got to make so many cool new, uh, Uh, relationships and meet new people and start new things and uh, learn a whole new segment of life just because of pursuing a goal. And it's not, it's not where I want it to be yet, but it's going to keep growing and keep having fun in the middle. And so it's so much fun. Yeah. And you know, one thing that kind of brought me peace when I heard it was there's a difference between being called and being sent. So And you're going to have to forgive me because I'm just going to bring up Moses because he's the best (laughs) example of this. But like, you know, he got called at like 80 years old at the burning bush to go let the people go. And there was a time before he was sent. He was actually called even before that. But um, there were years and years between everything that was happening and, um, and, you know, him delivering Israel. And it's just a lot. So I think about that, too, with me, like I felt the call on my life to do music so long ago. And there have been big moments where people have said certain things that have been very like poignant, but just because you get the call doesn't mean tomorrow you're going to be sent out to achieve it. You're not going to be on the Oprah, you know, you're, and then I, I look back at like everything I've done since then. And man, I'm so glad that I wasn't sent out because I was not ready. I didn't understand what it meant to have the platform. Mm -hmm. because we're the influence, you know, and like there are people that are flashes in the pan. There are people that are TikTok famous and get record deals just from a blow up on TikTok, but like their character hasn't matched the call and then they fall. And, you know, there's time incubating like 
just like a butterfly, there's time incubating and you don't want to disrupt the cocoon before it's ready because otherwise you're just not going to fly. And, um, I'm sorry, I'm just full of things, but well, no, I, I was literally just thinking, I like talking to songwriters because everything is a quick metaphor or a quick uh, a semblance to something else. And it's like, it's a cocoon and it's a ravioli. You don't want to pull it out before the water's too hot. And if the water's too yeah. hot, you're going to boil the frog. And it's like, where did all that stuff just come from? What just happened? And um, oh, yeah. so, so somehow we got on frog legs. Do you like frog legs? <laughs> I had them as a kid from a place called, I think it was uncle Julio's. Ooh. It's like a, like a restaurant. It was in Texas. I think I was in okay. like Galveston, Texas. Something okay. like that. It was really good. Oh, well, there you have it, folks. Uh, hot takes from this episode. Kaylee Bishop enjoys frog legs. And so sure. PETA can take it up with you later. <laughs> now, we kind of naturally uh, went into our next question. But something I'm wondering is it seems like you're like on a trajectory to do amazing things in your life. But right now, what are some goals you have and or like professional, personal? What are some goals that you've got that you're pushing towards right now? <laughs> getting over my personal problems, um, yeah. getting over the things that are keeping me from going out and contending for what's mine. Yeah. And I think now that I know the responsibility of the stage, the responsibility of songwriting and the potential impact I could have, um, I, that really kind of informs like, okay, well, I've been me. I believe in my message. I've seen it proven time and time again on a small stage. I need to believe in myself enough to kick down doors yeah. and, and, you know, be demanding and say, look, I have something to say. And, um, either you're going to believe me or not, but I'm not going to stop just because you don't like me. Yeah. You know, I took, I was taking a bunch of meetings last year and everyone was just like, you know, you're so talented. And, but this oh you're so talented ah but maybe just another year of writing songs or whatever it is and I think even a year ago I was still at this place of oh someone's gonna do it for me I'm gonna show up I'm gonna present a really good product and then all the chips are gonna fall into place mm -hmm. and it's like no that's not that's not how it works like you have a good product now you gotta go do the hustle. And that's the really hard part. That's the scary part. And it's a part that I've not been honing because I've just been practicing my guitar and writing songs. Like, I'm like, okay, now I have to be like the ultimate businesswoman. Like I have to actually forge my career for myself. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that has been the most painful and challenging part because it's forced me to really think about what I'm really afraid of. And, yeah. um, and also force me outside of my comfort zone to do things that I'm just not equipped to do. Um, I feel like I constantly have to do like attitude checks about social media and be like, this is not a have to, or this is not a have to, this is a get to, I there get to go. do this. Um, There's been a common theme amongst people like you that it's, they are, they've got, so we've had bakers and musicians and, uh, actors and all sorts of comedians. And it's really funny. There's a kind of common theme that there's people that they love doing their art and their craft and what they feel like they're made to do. But then they're like, I've also had to learn how to be a small business owner by doing this as well. And it's like, ah, there's just, there's all that back end stuff that no one ever thinks about. You just see the, the shiny stuff on stage when in all actuality, there's, 
you got to learn social media too. And it's like, I didn't sign up for this. I just want to sing, you know? Yep. And, um, still (laughs) figuring that one out. Um, I guess you'll see if my numbers change soon, if I'm doing something or not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're catching me in a very sensitive moment. Stop poking me there. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're doing a great job. Everybody's very proud of you. We cannot wait to see what you do next. And Blue Eyed Baby is going to the top of the charts or the tens of the charts. Hey, I don't whatever. want you to be. Able, I don't want you to get a number one right off the bat, and then it be go to your head. So let's let's yeah. get you to a solid number four. How does that sound? It's great. It's great. <laughs> Sounds good to me too. I can't wait to hear whatever it. pays my bills. There you go. <laughs> I I want you to be fed. That's more or less what I want here. All right. So there's one question we ask everybody on the podcast, and you're on the podcast, so I get to ask you what's something you're learning right now. Oh. Now I'll give you the caveat. It could be as big as you were learning uh, multiple sciences and it could be as small as you just figured out how to play bar chords or something else, something simple like that. But what's something you're learning? I'm learning how to dream. Yeah. I, yes. And it's funny how it like hits me because at the beginning of the year, I always pray to have a word for the year. And I was like flabbergasted by the word that God gave me and it's pie. And I was like, pie, what do you want me to do with that word? Like, and so I started investigating, <laughs> okay, what does pie mean? And what are the themes about pie? Like I only have enough slices to go around. So maybe my mm. inner circle needs to be closer or smaller. Um, what kind of pie can I make? Um, mm-hmm. And then I looked up the meeting and the prophetic and it means to dream big. And mm. And I'm like, oh my goodness, Lord, does that mean I'm going to get all my dreams this year? Mm. And I'm halfway through the year and I realized the answer is no, because how can you get your dreams if you don't know what they are? Yeah. You haven't, you like, I have like ideas, right? But I've never actually spent time dreaming big. I've always had issues doing that because, oh, I'm not worth nice things or I'm I'm not allowed to dream big. I have to dream small because if I dream too big and don't get it, then I'll be heartbroken. You know, all of these things that got in the way of me dreaming. And I'm like, man, and I just know God's like, Hey, I'm wanting to do this with you. So why don't you let me do this with you and write down everything? There's no wrong answer. And if you kind of get off the path a little bit, I'll nudge you back on. Yeah. Uh, you and I are a little bit different in that I, I love dreaming. I dream, I dream a minute and they're usually pretty bad or dumb or, um, (laughs) self satisfactory. Uh, but I've got friends around me who are a lot more like you and they, they put, they have self-limiting beliefs and self-limiting things that are stopping them from dreaming and doing and taking swings. And so, uh, as your friend, I, I, so this is something I do with my wife and I'm going to do it to you right now, but I, with my wife's name is Katrina, I'm like, be nice to my wife, Katrina. And I'm going to say it to you, <laughs> be nice to my friend Kaylee. Okay. And allow yourself to dream those dreams. I, the, here's the thing. I only stand to benefit from you dreaming big. And so I want you to go and do the amazing things. I want you to release amazing albums. And I want you and uh, I want Taylor Swift to come crawling to you to ask you to do a uh, duet with each other, you know, like this, I want that for you. And then I'll be like, yeah, I'm the one who inspired all this. And so uh, <laughs> I want, I want you to dream. I want you to do, I'm, I'm proud of you already. So if you're wondering Aww. if you have anybody in central Florida in your corner, 
you got me and you got everybody listening to this podcast and uh, we're all going to stream blue eyed baby and it's going to be insane. So that's right. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> all right. Now this is my favorite part of the podcast. Are you ready for this? Is it this part? It's this part. Yeah. It's the common ground Word. round. It's where you and I find out if maybe you and me are a little bit more alike. And so I've got five this or that style questions and we're going to write them down and reveal them at the same time. Are you ready for this? I am so ready. Oh, she's so ready. She's ready. So, okay. Would you rather have a day at an amusement park or a day at the beach? Mm, by how much you wrote, I know we are different and I cannot spell. Here we go. <laughs> I know. Three, two, one. I put amusement park. You put, I can't see the beach. thing. It says beach. It says the beach. I know. What? Whatever. All right. You're landlocked in Nashville. What about the beach? Do you enjoy so much? Honestly, I just, to me, the beach means I don't have to do anything. I just lay there. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is terrible. Okay. Well, it really speaks to where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, it's fine. Uh, I live in central Florida. We're about an hour and a half from the beach. I grew up about 15 minutes away from the beach. I've just never been a huge beach person, um, but... Catch me at Disney. The sand is an issue. Studios. The sand is an issue. Yes. The sand is um, an issue. It, it ends up places you don't want it every time. No. And yes, not a fan. It's okay. Hey, more, no. more beach for you. More amusement park for me. Me and Mickey will hang out and you can <laughs> hang out with seagulls trying to steal your Cheetos. I don't want to get That's into fine. the, uh, I don't want to get into it. All right. Uh, do you enjoy running? <sighs> All right. So Lately, this is no. perfect. I don't love it either. Here we go. Would you rather run a marathon or run the sprints? Like <laughs> I'm not supposed to. Here we go. I put sprints. What do you got there? Sprints. Hey, look at us. We're both sprinting around. You can't, uh, you can't stop us. And I don't want to no, run a can't. long distance. There's a meme. It's like uh, the first marathon was based on this guy. He ran like 26.1 miles and then died. And so to honor him, we run no, 26.2 no, miles or something. Or, yeah. No, it was more than that. It was like it 100 miles. No, I don't. It's too much. It's, it's, it was the Greek. It was the Greek that had to give a message. And I'm pretty sure. I, I think it was like way more than 26 miles. I have to do some history lessons here. All right. So we're going to go ahead and send this one to the fact checkers. Uh, everybody who's listening right now, please leave in the comments. How long was, I don't know how, is it a marathon 26 or 32? No one knows for sure. It's un something unknown to or something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, um, so basically we figured out that we are not good at history or explaining running. So, but yeah, I would much rather run a sprint. Okay, good. On you. <laughs> she figured it out. Oh, all right. Um, it's so fascinating. All right, sorry. Hey, it's back crazy. to it, no, no. Back to it. How? Yeah, uh, I could play that game all day long. All right. Um, this one I have a vested interest in, um, and I'm also conflicted. Would you rather listen to an audiobook or a podcast? I'm watching you, Kaylee. Audiobook or podcast? Oh man. Here, I'll I'll explain my dilemma in a second. I'm gonna write podcast. That is a, that's not one. fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, three, two, one. I put podcast. What do you got there? Podcast. 
Look at you. What uh, what was your dilemma in this question? Maybe we're the because same that's on that. Typically, been what I've been listening to, but I'm all about an audiobook. Oh yeah. I, um, there's a few different podcasts that I listen to, so pretty regular. And they're you know they're quick. It's like 30 minutes. I can go out, mm-hmm. walk my dog, and then come back in. Yeah. Um, and that's probably why. But I, like I love being a good podcast. Um, yeah, but there is uh, one of my buddies got me into this book series. It's, I think it's nine books long and they're all like thick books, like 24 hours audiobooks, And I've just oh, completely wow. gotten sucked into them. And so I, I needed to give myself a break. So I, I finished one and I'm like, I, I just got to not listen to this uh, fantasy book series for a minute. And then, but I'm itching to get back to it too. So I'm conflicted on that one. So, but for now we'll stick with podcast and uh, there's, and know any good ones? Have you been on any good ones recently? Choose your answer um, wisely. I know this sounds really bad. I'm I'm still working through a three hour long podcast that Joe Rogan did with Jordan Peterson that I thought was really interesting. Do you know um, any podcast that you're on right now? Oh, this one. Yes. Maybe oh yeah. Like oh wow. Me. Oh yeah. It's such a great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is where. Okay. This is where I'm literally so thick. I'm just like picking my skull. <laughs> you do have to spoon feed me sometimes. Kaylee, you're doing a great job. Everybody's real proud of you. All right, here we go. Another one. This is, uh, I, I hate this question already. Would you rather have uncontrollable sneezes or uncontrollable hiccups? Don't be mad at me. She's making an angry face right now, everyone. This is horrible. <laughs> wait, wait. Uncon- Am I supposed to put this down? Yeah. Uncontrollable oh, sneezes or uncontrollable hiccups? Uh, I don't know which one I want. I already, oh, I already got it. I know. I 100% know. All right, here we go. I put hiccups. What do you got? Hiccups. She's got hiccups. Good on you. Do you Can not I like sneezing? Yeah, I would love to know why. Well, you know, the whole thing like, oh, your heart stops when you sneeze. Well, whatever. But, um, you, there's no risk of spraying anybody when you're hiccuping and they inherently are kind of cute and charming. <laughs> now i have <laughs> i have what i call old man sneezes uh when i sneeze i full body sneeze like i throw my back out and so i just can't imagine yeah, that for like, my life just, no 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 now do you have any hiccup remedies for yourself isn't it like, like you got to get scared like someone has to scare you yeah that's or- a, an old wives tale I, I do this I weird know. thing if I hiccup like I hiccup and then I try to burp afterwards and for some reason somehow in my brain that's what cures hiccups I don't know if there's any science behind that but we'll ask know. the fact checkers as well that's just that's my personal I hold system my breath. yeah that's a good one too they say to yeah. drink water I, yeah. I just hate both of those sneezing and hiccups not my favorite yeah nope all right now I don't know this about you so you may already be able to do one of these and be proficient in it and I just don't know but would you rather be able to yodel or beatbox I'm gonna go ahead and write down mine now here we go let me know when you're ready Yoda okay. or beatbox. Here we go. Three, two, one. I went beatbox. I can't read yours. Oh, you put beatbox too. We were so close to being the same. How dare you want to go to the beach instead of the amusement park? We were basically uh, the same person. Yeah, well, I can yodel, so I don't need any help there. Ooh la la. Um, and I, but I feel yeah. like beatboxing would come more in handy for what I do. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind being a good one of those. 
the beatboxing. Yeah, I can't do either. Uh, my son does the boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats. That's what I do. Pathetic. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you just call me pathetic? Also, no, I in said this? it's pathetic. No, it's pathetic. Oh wow, like, mm-hmm. Good my safe. Good my safe. boots and cats is terrible. You want to drop a few bars of either uh, beatboxing or yodeling? <sighs> okay, well. <laughs> okay, that's that's the extent of that. Crushed it. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, right. Um, and then yodeling. Gosh, I haven't yodeled in so long. Um, yodeling, yodeling. Wait, yodeling, yodeling. <laughs> uh, there there's a song called Cowboy Sweetheart that I used to sing. How does it go? I'm... Um, I don't know. I'll have to do that on another, on another episode. We'll bring you back and I'll have you more prepared to yodel and we'll all be excited to hear it. (laughs) Oh man, Kaylee, uh, I just wanted to say thank you so much for taking time to be on the podcast today. You are such a delight. This has been so much fun for me. Thank you so, so much, friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. Now, Uh, There's people that they may have listened to this episode and uh, they may not have heard of you before. And they're wanting to kind of get to follow along and get to know you a little bit better via social media or wherever. Where's a great place for people to connect with you? uh, Spotify or wherever. Yeah, please follow me on Spotify. um, Follow me on Instagram, Facebook. Those are the main three for me. Um, Send me a message. Say hello. That's awesome. Right. Yeah, we'll absolutely link all that in the uh, the comment, not the comment section, but the the bio for this episode as well. So perfect, Kaylee. Thank you so so much again, and for all of you listening, we'll see you next week here on Maybe You're Like Me. Yay! We did it. Yeah.